Kia ora, and welcome to Te Heringa Waka, Victoria University of Wellington, the podcast. While stuck in lockdown, Sarah Forster from our comms team spoke with alumnus Eamon Mara about his time studying at the university and his debut novel, 2,000 Foot Above Worry Level. Eamon started writing his novel during his master's at the university's International Institute of Modern Letters. It was recently published by Victoria University Press and is available to purchase now. Enjoy. Okay, where did you grow up, Eamon? (laughs) I grew up in Christchurch. Uh, yeah, I was there for almost all of my life until I turned 22. Um, but I spent a year in exchange uh, in Denmark as well when I was 16. Cool. What made you want to come to Wellington, to Victoria University? And so what I, did you study? So I started my degree at Canterbury University in Christchurch. Uh, and I started by studying... American studies and philosophy and history and philosophy of science and maths and history. Uh, so I, I did a whole lot of things. I changed majors many times. Uh, yeah. And I also did my degree almost entirely part-time. Yeah. Uh, three years in to my degree, the earthquakes happened. And I also got really into writing around that time. And I kind of learned about the IIML and really wanted to do some of those courses. So that was one of the main reasons I moved to Vic was to study creative writing there. Yeah, yeah. And then I Um, ended up with an English degree with a minor in uh, philosophy and creative writing. Yeah, and then you came back? Yeah, I came back uh, in 2016 to study uh, creative writing masters at the IIML. Uh, What's your best memory of studying at Victoria University? I think the best thing was definitely the the master's program in, in general, but especially the the friends I made there and the just closeness we got spending a year reading each other's work and giving feedback and we got to know each other creatively really well uh, during that time. And like I wouldn't have written the book that I just wrote without the, all those people giving me that feedback that they've given me. Yeah. And how many people are in that course? It's 10. It's total. 10, so, and 10 per stream, right? Yes, so 10 yeah. per stream. And what stream did you do? I did the fiction stream. Yeah. Um, and what was the most useful thing you learned um, while studying either that or your undergrad? Uh, well, I think a big thing for me in undergrad was it really taught me how to think. Like, um, I studied English in the end, um, and... Like, I think being able to read and respond to text, and I think this can happen through any type of uh, subject, but as long as you're, like, reading something or watching something, so it could be media studies, art history, English, and, like, being able to properly analyse it, I think that's a skill that is, like, totally needed for the world today, and I think it's a really underrated skill um, that lots of people don't have, and I think that's one of the reasons why sort of fake news and people... Yeah. like just being really bad at um, analysing things has happened because we don't learn those skills well enough. Mm. And that's why we need um, Toby Morris and Susie Wiles helping us analyse things in a way which is clear. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, did you meet anybody while studying at the university, whether in your classes or as a lecturer who's influenced the direction your life took after? Yeah, well... 
both of my supervisors during my master's, Pip Adam and Emily Perkins, were like essential for me to become the writer I am. Like they've both influenced me hugely. Um, and as well as like the other people in my class, um, such as Annalise Jockums and Chessie Henry, who have both like, they both released books and those books were both really great. And it kind of made me like, I, I, I wanted my book to be as good as theirs um, when mm. I finally got around to releasing it. So it made the fact that their books were so good made me want to work much harder on mine. Mm. Mm. Well, here are Lindsay Bird took a respectable about six years after finishing the IML to release her poetry book because she wanted it to be the best. Yeah. And I think I, I did like, so Hera's book that she released was, um, had, had not, none of the same content as what she wrote in the masters. And mm. it's the same with Freya, um, yeah. who took, I think, I think she took about six years as well. Uh, my mm. book is the content that I wrote in the masters, but like way better. Yeah. Way better. And I think the changes that have been made post finishing the university, like they may not seem big. Like if somebody read my thesis and then read the book, they might, like with the stories that are the same throughout them, which is nine out of the 12 of them, they might not think that they're substantially different, but I think they're like the, the differences that are there have just made it so much better. And, and doing the masters like made me learn those skills to be able to do that. This is an interesting one to ask for somebody who's being a writer. What's the best job you've had since learning, uh, leaving university beyond maybe your writing? Well, yeah, so my favourite job I've ever had has been um, working for a place called Sexual Abuse Prevention Network, teaching about consent in schools. And I think the sort of communication skills that I learned from university were essential to that. And like just being able to understand things in a sort of critical level. Uh, so I, I went around to schools and some workplaces and talked about... Um, how to prevent sexual violence, so about consent and healthy relationships and how to spot if a relationship's unhealthy and things like that. And that was, yeah, mm. the best best job I've ever had. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and what do you enjoy most about being in your industry, your writing industry that you're in now? I love having people <laughs> read my book. That's really yeah. nice and getting the feedback from that. Um, so that's been the nicest thing. It's like in a my book's only been out six weeks, but uh, in that time, mm. it's just been like amazing seeing the response to it and something that I've like spent so long working on that like finally it's out there in the world and people like it. It's really nice. Um, what's the biggest challenge for the industry at the moment, do you think? And it's quite a big one. People don't read enough. People don't buy enough books. It's really hard yeah. to survive. There's not enough funding. Um, like the arts have never been sustainable um, and I think people pretending that they should be under a capitalist system are just like kidding themselves. Like Shakespeare had people who gave him money just because like, and he's one of the most famous, well, he's like the most famous writer ever. And even in his time, he was hugely popular, but like sales of theater shows then weren't enough to sustain him by themselves. So yeah. like, if he can't do it, what do the rest of us have? Like, yeah. I will never be able to, survive entirely on writing fiction that's just something that doesn't happen and mm. I'm not sure if like that's something I I want in my life like I, I like doing other work but mm. um there's just like no money anywhere um for 
for writing if you took the the hours I put in to the book and the money that I'm probably paying would <laughs> yeah. probably be single single figures um if per hour sort of yeah yeah totally so there needs to be more sources of funding yeah I agree um what was the best piece of advice you were given um at any t- time in your time at university I think just realizing that you need to edit you need to write and then Mm. revise and then revise and then revise. Um, And I think, I'm not sure if I was given that as an advice. I think um, actually maybe the best piece of advice was, I think it was Pip who said this, where it's like learn who you trust the feedback on and listen to them. And like, you can still listen to other people, but don't let it muddy the waters. Like Mm. find out who the people who are good readers for you are and trust their reading. Now, just a, the book, the ones that I had for you about the book, um, did your student experience any of the, the parts of your student experience in form of any, any of the scenes? There's a story called The Wart in it, and that's like a story about going to university. And it's not like, that's not my experience, but the experience of being poor, trying really hard and... Um, struggling and struggling with like a lot of things all at once was definitely like my experience at university. Um, it wasn't like an easy time for me mental health wise. Mm. And I kept on trying to go full time and then having a breakdown then ending up going back to part time again. And I did that for six years. Uh, and Mm. I think that's, that sort of, that's not in the book, but that sort of struggle to just, survive and and study and have a social life and be trying to do the right thing or yeah. like wade in on itself and also the first story about like physically not going to university because you were depressed and kind of flunking out is also mm. uh, semi-autobiographical yeah um how would do you think the character in the book would be feeling about our current situation? Um, the way it's sort of forced, forced the end to needless capitalist spending and you actually have to just stay put. Right well, I was thinking about this the other day about, um, cause the first story in the book is about him basically not leaving the house and yeah. only existing on the internet. That's what brought it like to my mind. I was like, that's um, everyone's experience right now. Yeah. So, yeah, he, uh, he'd probably be doing fine in that regard. And, but I also think, like, he's somebody who's impacted by the world around him a lot. And even though, like, it's the end of... It's, oh, I, it's not the end of capitalism. It's still going on. And it's still mm. going to, like, I don't have faith that this is going to, like, change anything really, like... So I think he would be like quite upset and worried and anxious about it, but unable to express that because that's how he felt all the time. How would you describe your book to somebody who'd never read anything you'd written, but had seen your stand-up comedy? Because obviously you've had that career in Wellington particularly of, of being a comedian. I'd say it's pretty similar in tone. I think if somebody liked my stand-up comedy, they would almost definitely like the book. Hmm. And if somebody hated my stand-up comedy, they they probably would hate the book as well. <laughs> uh, it's it's similar in tone, but it's like 
it's less about the gags and more about like an overall tone and feeling. And I think like it still was funny and it still has a lot of that similar sense of humor, but um, kind of you, you go on a lot more of a journey with it, which is like my comedy has always been, you know, involving narrative that goes throughout a whole show. Mm -hmm. But I think this just like extends that even further. And how about just a pitch, a pitch for the book to somebody who maybe had read a few things that you'd written, um, just pitch the book to us, I guess, as a, as something you might want to pick up. If you enjoy reading and you like stuff that's funny and kind of bleak and depressed, sort of a bit depressing, but also like entertaining, I think you'll probably enjoy the book. Um, it's got really good feedback. Uh, I think I'm, I'm really enjoying that people are picking up on that. Like it's about like, it's not about one, one, it's not just about one man's experience throughout his twenties. I think it's like about things that a lot of people have to go through in this world. We live in of bad jobs and mm. um, like isolating and, those sorts of things. So I think it's a good t- one to read now if you're interested in that, but maybe a good one to read after this is all over. If um, you want to not think about what the world's like. <laughs> if you want to stay cheerful. <laughs> it's well, I think like, I, I feel like even though it, it is kind of bleak in a lot of ways, it's not like, it's not like soul destroying. I don't think, I think no. it's like intense, but I think it's also, like it is entertaining and I think the humor is what brings like brings people through it without I think it's a feel like really depressed for right now yeah so there you go um and what advice would you have for yourself if you could travel back in time to the start of when you started doing university I think it's like you're allowed to go at your own pace you don't have to keep trying to be full-time and catching up with all your friends like that just made my mental health worse constantly trying to like go back to really full-time intense study Mm. um it's okay to just do one or two papers at a time and really focus on those and get those right you don't have to jump straight back into three or four papers at the beginning of every semester because it's not going to work to stay up to date with our latest podcasts subscribe using your preferred podcast provider Thank you to the Corky School of Music alumni Kenyon Shanky and Stephen Patton for the use of their music. From Te Heringa Waka, Victoria University of Wellington, Haere